Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Soprata nini prata lea zelega palato kleta tala laba la laigada. In the name of Jesus, we ask Spirit of God, take over the airwaves. Let as many that are under the sound of my voice, let them receive their help tonight. Let them receive clarity of thought. Let them receive understanding tonight. In the name of Jesus, we come against the accuser of the brethren, the voice of deception. We decree, Lord, let truth prevail. Let every error be removed in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight I want to talk about the demonic, the operations of the satanic world and the demonic. Um, We've uh, established a few truths over the weekend. That's on Sunday in the Farmline and also in Edinburgh. Um, We've looked at where Satan originated from, that he was a created being, used to be a king in the earth realm because he was an arch-regent in charge of the earth realm, a pre-Adamic world that existed before Adam was created. So that explains the, um, the, the space between Genesis 1 verse 1 and Genesis 1 verse 2. Genesis 1, 1, the scripture tells us how that God created the heavens and the earth. Then he says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Um, so that explains why God created the heavens and the earth and then why there was what? Chaos in the earth. So we've established that and we said it as a result of Satan being cast down from heaven but before then he was a priest he was a king and he as part of his priestly or um, his priestly activities music was very much instrumental in that he was not necessarily there is nowhere in scripture where it says that satan was the choir master or the choir leader in heaven but that explains why he has a major interest in music and music as well plays a major role in the activation of the presence of God. We see that most of the angelic hosts in heaven are arranged in choirs. They are arranged in choirs. So almost every angel can sing and sing and do sing because their main responsibility aside being having interest in the cosmic realm which is the the earth realm the, the the is to worship the father and they will cry holy 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 unto the lord so there are a few things we have established about satan which we have said um, but i want to say uh, mention a few other ones as well number one 
the things you should know about Lucifer, who was the created angel, who later became Satan, the deceiver, the dragon, and also the old serpent. Number one, the devil was created by God. Uh, we find that in Colossians 1.16, we've read that already. Number two, um, thing you also need to know as well. We also read Ezekiel 28 verse 12. The scripture says that thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. So Satan was a created being. He was not always the devil. He was called Lucifer. He became the devil by himself. He created Satan by himself. Number two, the devil or Lucifer was the first ruler of the earth, which is the pre-Adamic race. Hallelujah. Isaiah 14 verse 13, the scripture says, it says, I will ascend into the heaven. I will exalt my throne. Throne there presupposes that he was a prince. He was a king. Okay. Throne above the stars of God, which talks about the heavenly host. And then 13, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne. So where was he before? He says, I will ascend into heaven. He was on earth. Praise God. I will, I will above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And I've already talked about the north. Number three, the devil or Satan has been seen with a physical body. So he can change into a physical personality. Praise God. We see that when he actually uh, tempted Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 between from verse 1 to 11. We see Satan there as a person that can appear in a physical body, which means can transform. Remember, when they were cast down from heaven, he still has angelic powers. And angels that have appeared on earth could appear in that form. They could change and transform into a man. And appear to a man. So you won't see a man with two horns and a fork coming to you without one scary, ugly teeth. No, he's a beautiful creature. So even when he comes to you, you might not even notice him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's very, very important to note. Revelation chapter 20 from verse 1 to 3. Shall we read that one? Revelation 20 from 1 to 3 it says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Next verse. And he laid hold on the dragon, Satan, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. This is talking about uh, the thousand millennial reign of Christ when he, when he returns. And cast him into the bottomless pit. So right now, Satan is not in the bottomless pit. He is on the earth. I've already explained that, and I've used scriptures to, to explain that. And shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. So he is a deceiver till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So Satan will be loosed again a little season. Praise God. So right now, his full time, his full lease has not yet expired. So he is still very active on the earth. Don't, don't accept the lie that Satan does not exist. He does exist. 
and he is working very much in our midst today. Praise God. The next point, fourth point, is that the devil has a heart. He has a heart. Amen. Isaiah 14 verse 13 tells us, he says, Thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend. So he said in his heart. So the devil has a heart. Praise God. He has a heart. He has an inner man that feels emotion and makes decisions. And so he chose what he chose. He chose rebellion by himself. Number fifth point is the devil is full of pride. He's full of pride. And it's the same thing with his demons. They are full of pride. It's been said, okay, and we know that in scripture that the devil has pride. Ezekiel 28 verse 17, the scripture tells us, thine heart was lifted. Ezekiel 28, 17. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Praise God. So we see that the devil has a lot of pride. Lifted heart is pride. The devil, the next point is the devil has the ability to speak. He has the ability to speak. Job 1 verse 8. We see how Job was asked when the angels had gathered. We've read these scriptures already. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect man and an upright man, one that feareth God and assureth evil? At this point, he is already Satan. He is already a fallen angel, praise God. So he's an, an he's one that opposes, one that opposes, and he still had the opportunity to go before the Lord, <laughs> to go, and God had to speak to him. Have you considered my servant Job? Praise God. Wonderful. Now. And then also we read um, the verse number 9 and 10. We find out that Satan had a dialogue with God. The next point is that the devil has power. The devil has power. Don't be deceived that he is powerless. He has power. And he perpetuates wickedness with that power. The scripture tells us in Revelation 13, the verse number 2. Amen. Um, and then we'll read. Um, okay, let's read. Um, let's start from. Okay, let's read Revelation 13 too. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power. The dragon gave him what? His power and his seat and great authority. So which seat? The seat in the earth realm and great authority. Praise God. Now, and then also, if we read Second um, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So Satan can perform wonders. Satan can perform signs. Okay? And he has power. That is what you should know. 
And this is, these are the tools he can use to deceive even the very elect. So that is why you don't have to believe. We'll look at the scripture very soon. And you find out where the seat of Satan is today. Satan is not outside most of the time. Most of the time, Satan, you'll find Satan in the pulpit. And you'll find that in a moment. <laughs> then the other thing is that the devil has desires. Okay? He has the ability, he has the ability to desire. Luke 22, verse 31. Luke 22, the verse number 31. He says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. You that he may sift you as wheat. Can we take it in the Message Bible and the New Living Translation? And then possibly that I am the Amplified. Simon, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me, like chaff from wheat. Is it Simon, Simon? Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. <laughs> then Amplified says, Simon, Simon, Peter, listen. Satan has asked excessively, just the same way he spoke to God about, um, about Job, which means that before he makes a move against a man, he has to ask permission. He asks excessively that all of you be given up to him out of the power and the keeping of God. May God keep you. Hallelujah. The only way you can be kept is the, by the power of God. Because Satan asked excessively to have Peter that he might sift all of you like grain. Wow. So Satan has desires and his desire is not a pure one. His desire is to inflict pain, to separate you from God, to separate you from the wisdom of God, to make you to look like a fool. Praise God. And then also the devil has a dwelling place. Very important. Revelation chapter 2 verse 13. God told the church at Pergamos, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Revelations 2.13. Revelations 2.13. Hallelujah. I know where you live, a place where Satan sits enthroned, yet you are clinging to and holding fast my name. And you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed or martyred in your midst where Satan dwells. So Satan dwells in the nations, in the cities. He has set his throne in the cities and in the nations. And so he can come and localize his, himself in a place. doesn't mean that physical Satan dwells there. It means he has set a system. A satanic system in the place where he has enthroned himself to have influence in that environment. Praise God. So that is very, very important. So where you see the influence of satanic activities, it means Satan has enthroned himself. He has put a throne there. He has, he has enthroned himself in that community, that environment, that place, that culture, that civilization. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. The devil also rules and controls on earth. Very important point. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. As such, he spreads his rebellion and evil in every, in every corner 
of mankind. Praise God. Wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. He is called a prince, the prince of the power of the air. I'll explain how he became the prince in a moment. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So Satan controls most of the activities on the earth. The devil as well has a kingdom. And every kingdom you know has a system within which it operates. Hallelujah. Satan is still a king who rules over a kingdom. And during those days of Jesus, he says something very instructive that we need to pay attention to. Mark 23, from the Mark, Mark chapter 23 to 20, uh, 24, we find out there that Jesus said, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Praise God. I think it's a wrong scripture, but I'm, um, that Jesus said that Satan is a king over his kingdom and Satan or Beelzebub cannot cast out another Satan. If, it's, if Satan casts out another Satan, then it means that his kingdom is divided against itself. It is. It means that Satan has a systematic way by which he operates. He has a kingdom through which he operates. And he operates through his demons and his fallen angels. And we shall look at them very in a moment. We shall look at the source of demons, where demons came from. Are demons fallen angels and the types of fallen angels in a moment. Satan as well is a religious leader today. Today we have a religion called Satanism. And it is in vogue in a lot of places. It's in vogue in a lot of cultures, especially the Western culture. I mean, they worship Satan. Satan is called the God of that church. They have Satanic church. They have Satanic Bible today. Second Corinthians chapter 11, the verse number 14 to 15. So Satan exerts spiritual leadership, and that's something we need to pay attention to. Um, 2 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15, it says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And how does he transform into an angel of light? Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. So there are, it's every church is not a church. There are certain churches when you enter there, you think it's a church. They may be mentioning Jesus, but you must be careful with Jesus they are mentioning. Paul said that if another preaches another gospel, there are many Jesuses, there are many gospels, and they may be preaching another gospel and preaching and calling another Jesus. So you can be very deceived. And the deception today is going to come from the church. There are many. He says that Satan has ministers who has who have also transformed themselves into ministers of righteousness. They don't live in the forest anymore. In the forest, they know you will not come because you are well suited. So now they wear suits and they are behind pulpits. They have cliches. They have nice publicity and they have nice attractiveness. Whose end shall be according to their works? Praise God. So Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. And how does he do it? Through his ministers. Through his ministers. 
through his ministers. And that is very, very critical. It's something we need to pay attention to. Um, especially when you are hearing the gospel, you need to know, hear where you need to be pay attention to what you are hearing, not just the fact that you're going to church. You need to hear what you are hearing and be and compare it with the scriptures. That's why you have your own Bible. That's why you don't have to be a lazy Christian and wait for your pastor to go and get everything and come and tell you. He may be telling you a lie and you may believe it hook, line and sinker. And you may actually be listening to the devil instead of listening to God. Praise God. So please cross-check what you are taught, just like the Berean Christians. Anything I teach you that is not in line with the scriptures, please throw it away, even if it is me. No matter how much respect you have for me, don't take the word of God above what I say. Take the word of God as the final authority because we all stand to be judged and and, and, and aligned to the word of God. Amen. So that's very, very important. As your pastor, I owe you the truth to tell you the truth. That anything that I have preached that is not consistent with the scriptures, throw it away. Hallelujah. Um, Acts 17, 11, Thank you for giving me. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. So they will receive the word and cite the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so. So the ones that were not so, well, they put it down to come and ask at another meeting, maybe a Wednesday meeting, so that they can get clarification. If the clarification is not coming, they throw it in the bin. Praise God. Um, the devil is also a deceiver. He's a deceiver. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. We see what he did there. From The Bible says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. But they died. So he deceived the woman. He deceived the woman so that he might take over his dominion and the dominion of the man. And every word that proceeds from Satan's mouth is a lie. Jesus calls him a liar. John chapter 8 verse 44. Jesus says, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. John eight forty four. Ye are of your father the devil, and the last of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. So Satan is a murderer. Satan and abode not in the truth. He has no interest whatsoever in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. Satan has no truth in him. This is what has happened to him after the fall. He was called the light bearer. Which meant that when he was on earth as the regent on earth, he was supposed to bring God's truth to the inhabitants of the earth. But when he became corrupted, he became a liar, deceived them, took all the glory that was supposed to go to the father and made it his. This is where the iniquity came in. When he speak, uh, speaketh a lie, he speaketh it of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it is the one that originated. The word father means one that originates something. So he originated lies and he's the manufacturer of it. You can't outlie this, the devil. No, you can't outlie Satan. Satan is the chief liar and you can't outlie him. He's a deceiver. The devil also tempts. He tempts. When the Lord Jesus taught taught us how to pray. He said something very instructive in Mark 6, verse 13. He says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from what? From the evil one. From the evil one and his temptations. 
Praise God. Deliver us from the evil one and his temptations. So he knows firsthand how talented Satan is. That's what Jesus knows. Hallelujah. And so that's very, very important. Pay attention to that. Now, um, I'll stop at the 15th one. This is almost the 15th one because I, so that I can teach a, a little bit more. Um, these are the characteristics, things you should know about the devil. There are still some more. I can go all the way up to even 20. Praise God. Now, but I will stop at the 15th one. The devil provokes men to sin. He provoked the first man to sin, and that is still his modus operandi. Anytime a man is found in sin, most of the time it is because Satan has lured them through their own lust or desire. So we see in the book of 1 Chronicles 21 verse 1, the scripture says, Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David. He wanted the whole nation of Israel to suffer. And what did he do? He stood up against Israel by provoking their leader. That's why you should be praying for your pastor a lot. Yeah. And provoke the leader to number Israel. And when the leader numbered Israel, that is how the problem started. So Satan has his, that is his status. That is his modus operandi. Verse 8 of that same chapter, First Chronicles 21. So you substitute your trust in God for your trust in self. And David said unto God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. But now I beseech thee, do away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. Praise God. So the, he moved David to number Israel, but before God, David was not supposed to do that. That became a sin, and that affected all of Israel. That affected all of Israel because of David's sin. Praise God. Now, one important question I want to ask, answer this evening is where, what are demons? We have looked at Satan. We have looked at where he fell from. He came from Heaven as Lucifer, he fell to the earth and to the seas. Now, when he fell, did he lose his angelic powers? No. He still has his angelic powers that he still exerts and he still uses it. What about the third of the angels that he fell with? Did they also lose their angelic powers? If he did not lose his angelic powers, then definitely these angels also did not lose their angelic powers. One thing you need to know about angels is that angels were not created to, to be hosted by men. Angels, for the purposes of the study, I'll call every fallen angel demons, okay, or demoniacal forces. But there are different classes of demons, there are those that were the fallen angels. They don't stay in men. They are the ones that reinforce the wickedness of the other spirits that don't have bodies. What are demons? Demons are, um, are disembodied spirits. Demons are disembodied spirits. That meant that before now, when they became spirits, they had bodies. So if they had bodies, what happened to them? Were they part of the angelic race that fell? 
Now, we don't have a lot of scripture to, this is a gray area. We don't have a lot of scripture to substantiate this. But, but for the purposes of all, all intents and for the characteristics of angels, even with the fallen ones, we know they don't, they don't co, they don't enter into people. They don't, they don't get hosted by people. We also know that these fallen angels have assignments under Satan, but they can also change to become other creatures, but they are not just spirits that have bodies around. They have celestial bodies, even though they've been cast here. And so that's why people cannot see them with their physical eyes unless they show themselves to you. And they can show themselves to you in any form or shape. But when we talk about demons as in demons, where could they really be coming from? Now, from my studies that I have had the opportunity to look into, and by virtue of dealing with these entities, I can tell you that they are not part of the fallen angels. Then where did they come from? Now, these were the spirits of all that creation, pre-Adamic creation, that existed before Adam was created. So these spirits, when Satan was cast to the ground because they have now believed in their God and they have now believed in Satan, their king, they, they, when God when God passed judgment upon the earth, all these creatures, they were not men, but they were created beings. Which beings they were, we will, will not be able to tell. But I was able to show you that in God's creation, in God's realm, there are also created beings that are called Elohims or that do not have bodies. They are spirits that don't have bodies. And so they are this spirit that will use other bodies or other other creatures' bodies to operate. Such are these fallen or similar are these fallen creatures. Now, so these creatures that were destroyed or that were punished with Satan because of their rebellion, where are they located? Ezekiel, let's look at Ezekiel 28 from verse 1 to 10. Ezekiel 28 from verse 1 to 10. It says, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyros, Thus the Lord God, because, thus says the Lord God, I beg your pardon, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. So his heart was lifted up, and he said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man. So this personality here, called the Prince of Tyros, is a man. Okay? In the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Next verse. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasuries. 
by thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Will thou yet say before him that slayed thee, I am a God, but thou shalt be a man, and no God in the hand of him that slayed thee? 10. Thou shalt die the deaths. So gods don't die. Now, spirits don't die. But this personality is a man, the scripture has told us. And he says what? Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers. For I have spoken it, says the Lord God. Go to the verse number 11 for me, please. Then a new personality is now being introduced. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros. So there is a prince of Tyros. There is a king of Tyros. Who is this king of Tyros? And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Pause. That tells us exactly who this personality is. The king of Tyros was Satan himself. So what has he done with the prince of Tyros? There is a mirrored kingdom that is influencing Tyros. So he, the prince of Tyros has almost all the similarities and the attributes of Satan. He wants to be God. He wants to be, he, he was wise. He had money. But when we, it comes to the king of Tyros, he says the king of Tyros was in the garden of Eden. The only personality that was in the garden of Eden that we know of was who? Satan. And of course, I've told you what Eden meant. Eden is that, the, the meaning of Eden is Adena. It comes from the word Adena. It means a moment, a spot, okay, an environment, a presence, and a door. So it was a doorway created in the garden where God has access to man. And so there was not a particular one location. That's why no archaeologist can find where Eden was because it was just a portal that God uses. Today, he may show up at this side of, the, of Eden. Another time, he may show up another side. He created a moment, that point, that moment, that, that presence, where his presence becomes a doorway to speak to Abraham, to, to Adam. We'll look at that in a moment in the fall. I, um, I will reiterate that again, and then we'll see how Satan took dominion over. Okay, So thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. So his covering was the precious stones, the sadius topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the oins, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the gold. The workmanship of thy tablets, and of thy pipes was prepared in thee 
in the day that thou was created. So this person is a created being. But the other prince was a man who has now become, has been, is being used by the king, by Satan himself as a pawn. Verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I've said thee, so thou was upon the holy mountain of God, thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. These were the places Satan walked. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created, so this is a created being, till iniquity was found in thee. It was iniquity that caused Satan to become Satan. He was before then Lucifer, the icon of beauty. Verse 16. By the multitudes of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. So the same stones of fire will become the lick of fire that will be used to destroy him. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. By reason of thy brightness, I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. 18, we're reading all the way to 19. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities. So I told you on Sunday that he was a priest that had sanctuaries. By the iniquity of thy trafficking, traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the midst of all them that behold thee. And they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shall thou be any more. He was, an, he was a thing of beauty that was revered in the earth realm. Today, when we talk about Satan, he's a thing of terror. Because what God said, he did. God said he would throw him down. And he did throw him down. So we see that Satan himself has set a kingdom over a, an earthly kingdom. So where was this king of Tyros ruling from? He was ruling from the heavens. But I thought we said he has been cast down to the earth. So what is he doing in the heavens? Is the next question I want to answer. Satan and all his demons and his fallen angels were all created beings. Satan was created as Lucifer, like I told you before, praise God, until iniquity was found in him. And iniquity made him to become Satan. He was a king in the earth realm, like I told you before. Adam was created. Possibly, this, I told you as well that the spirits of those that were in that pre-Adamic era with Satan were the ones that were destroyed, were the ones whose spirits have now become demons. So demons are disembodied spirits, which means they had bodies before and lost their body. Now, Adam in the garden did something very, very treacherous. Satan has fallen, cast down to the earth. Then God decided, I will not make an end of the earth. So in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, he comes now. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord begins to move upon the earth. 
the congealed earth, the iced earth, the destroyed earth, the earth that have been hit with the bank, the, I mean, explaining the bank theory, the ice age theory, and all of that. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But this was not how God created the earth. When he created the heaven in verse 1, so between verse 1 and verse 2, millions of years. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, the congealed waters, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. If there was no light, he wouldn't have made it to come. That already I showed you that he made darkness. God withdrew his presence from the earth. The whole earth was filled with light, darkness. Now he says, let there be light. And there was light. His presence now began to exert and drive out all of darkness. The darkness in which Satan and all his fallen angels were now in. Let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So darkness now came to dwell permanently on the earth. When it never used to be so. Now darkness has covered the earth. That light came. Darkness was divided from the light. Praise God. But something happened. When God, then God in the verse number 26, decided to create a new king in the earth realm. Satan, the previous king, has fallen. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let's go on, please. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him, male and female. Created he what? Them. 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, so, okay. So, then... The, the new king has been installed, man. Man made in God's image, made, made in the likeness of God, and given dominion, and now has the dominion mandate, and was now made the, the, the new king in the earth realm that God has created. Then see what Satan came to do. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Satan now disguises himself with all subtlety and shows up in a serpent. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. That's why Satan used it. Because they have like nature, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. God did not say they should not touch. He said, don't eat. The woman also is exaggerating. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. The greatest lie ever told. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil. 
Oh, oh. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, wisdom, she took of the fruit thereof and did it, not knowing that she was being foolish and gave also unto her husband with her. So the husband has always been standing there when the woman was talking to a reptile. He should not be talking to, 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 to a cattle. But the woman was talking to an animal and Satan was there. But I believe it was not that strange for them to communicate with animals because they were the, the beings that they themselves gave life to. Whatever Adam called, that was what he became. Adam was another creating being. So all the animals and the fishes and everything, they were all created in their inanimate form. And Adam spoke the same way as God created him. God brought the animals for him to do same. So Adam had the ability to communicate with these animals. He says, elephant, come forth. You are elephant. Okay, sir. And then elephant, so how did he communicate to them? So it, I, I believe it was unusual, it was not unusual to communicate, but the communication level was more sophisticated. How can a reptile, you that you are a god and a king over the, the, the domain, a reptile is coming to tell you that you can be wiser than you are already? It means that the reptile is telling you you are a fool. Is a king fool? He says, Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so how can I be wiser than what I am now? And then you say, okay, it, it, it. And then he ate, gave it to the wife. Then the husband, the husband too says, ah, okay, we all eat together. We all die together. That is, it, it is from that time that you find women. The moment they are married, is the women that talk first. Anywhere they show up, oh, me and my husband. Everywhere they show up, me and my husband. King Mumu, I like that. <laughs> me and my husband. Everywhere they show up. If you see my husband and wife, then they are newly married. It's always the women that talk first. Anywhere they go to, you ask them questions. The women talk first because it's me and my husband. That's, it started from the garden. The woman, preaching, sir. The, yeah, I'm preaching. The woman wants to be the one to talk for, 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 for the man. And, and it has become the problem of the age. And we are still suffering it till today. And it has never changed. <laughs> oh, it's me and my husband. The woman, the woman always wants to talk. And the man is quiet. There's a reason why the man is quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. But something very, very bad, terrible happened in the garden when Adam ate that fruit with the wife. They fell. Satan wanted to actually usurp their authority, their kingly authority, which he took away from them. From that moment, Satan now had the ability now to ascend to this first heaven and now set up his domain in the second heaven. Remember, he has been cast down, but the new God that was in charge of the heaven and the earth has given his authority now to the devil. He became the God of this world. He became the God of this world. And Something very, very dangerous happened. I, I, I'll, I'll show you in Genesis 3, verse 8, um, just to buttress a point about Eden. Genesis 8, verse, um, Genesis 3, verse 8, I beg your pardon, quickly. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking. Voices don't walk in the garden. 
in the mm-hmm. cool of the day. And Adam and his mm-hmm. wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. So Eden was the Eden and the garden are two different things. Eden, the garden of Eden is the garden that belongs to Eden. So the garden was planted at the east where the man was placed. It is at that point that God visits them as a doorway, a portal through which he passes to come and come. So what they will hear will not be seen a physical being. They will be seeing the presence. Is the presence they were running away from. Is this presence that was withdrawn from the man. All of a sudden, he realized he was naked. This is what Satan has always been wanting to take away from man. Because he knew the greatest deception there was that Satan knew by deceiving them out of their place, the presence that he used to enjoy before Elohim in heaven, as the covering cherub, they will not have that presence anymore. And they lost it. And from that day, the cherubs began to guard the presence to the tree of life. And man was driven out of the garden. Out of where? Not just, not a physical garden. The portal, the presence. So the presence is what man had always been looking for. That presence of God. That is what man has always missed in becoming the king of the earth. Then something very instructive happened. Verse, verse number um, 9 of that Genesis 3. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Why art thou? He said, Well, I'm parambulating. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. He has become like Satan himself, going to and fro, hiding. I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that thou was naked? God knew exactly what the source of the problem was. Communication. Communication. Today, people have become demonic, have received demons, entered their lives through what is speaking to them. Many are hearing voices of demons. That's what is making them to become demonically oppressed. Who told you? This is Satan's modus operandi. He speaks through inanimate objects. He speaks through things. He speaks through his demons. He whispers to men. And what we buy into becomes what becomes satanic oppression. When somebody wants to commit suicide, he hears a voice, voice, jump. Who told him? And sometimes the voice is not from outside. It's inside. So people become demon-possessed through what they hear. The voice you come under can determine whether you become demonically possessed, demonically oppressed, or demonically influenced. If you're a believer, demonically influenced and oppressed. If you're not a believer, demonically possessed. Because the voice will speak to you. And most of the time, if you are possessed, the voice is speaking to you from inside. Which voice was telling that man we read about? The madman of Gadara. That he should go and sleep in, in the cemetery. Instead of sleeping in a comfortable bed. When they gave him comfortable bed, he says, I don't like it. Because demons manifest themselves through you. If they are demons of death, they will manifest themselves. That's why angels cannot visit you when your house is dirty. 
I'm speaking it again. All of you that don't like deodorants, don't like perfumes, demons, demons will be chasing you. Demons will be chasing you. Demons will be chasing you. Yeah, you need, you need, to, because listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious about this. Okay. Now, when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to how the priest, the high priest of old, how they, they, they attract the Sakana presence, they have to burn sweet incense. They, 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 there is an atmosphere that attracts God's presence. There's also an atmosphere that will repel angels and the presence of God in your life. And part of them is death and clatter. So that's why if you find somebody that is being oppressed and they are deranged most of the time or there is oppression in the mind and all other things, their environment is always all over the place. There is so much death. They can't just gather themselves, put their mind together. Everything about them, especially, uh, somebody said, especially dirty cars. Yes, dirty smelly cars in your car. And just want to visit you inside your car. If your, the inside of your car is smelling, they can't come. They won't come. They will wait for you at home. And if the house too is some kind, then they will leave you there. They will be stay at the door and wait for you. Whenever you come outside and they have fresh air, they will be able to communicate with you. Amen. And Aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning. When he dresses the lamps, he shall burn incense upon it. So you need to burn incense. You need to find sweet smelling deodorant. Some of you too don't like nice deodorant. You go and buy some deodorant that is smelling like rotten egg. Buy nice sweet deodorant. You know, some people, I don't know how their nose, nose bats are. It's just, just twisted one kind. <laughs> anyway, that's just by the way. Let's get to the word of God. <laughs> Let's get to the word. But uh, it's, it's a very good thing to have, to, 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 to have nice smell. Okay. When you bath, put deodorant, pump it. Eh? Especially this summer when it, the weather is hot. The deodorant is very important. Put deodorant. Shave, shave the, the forest. The forest can gather some things. So shave the forest and put deodorant. All these are part of the preaching. Yeah, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm helping you to drive away demons. Drive away demons. There are certain demons, they are demons of death. They come to you through... All of you that are laughing, you are suspects. I'm warning you. <laughs> I'm warning all of you that are laughing. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> this is a very serious matter I'm, I'm dealing with now. <laughs> Amen. So put on deodorant, put on perfume, smell nice. Praise God. You will attract the presence of angels more than anything else. Hallelujah. Anyway, let's get on to business. So Satan, when he deceived the man, he became the prince of the earth. Again, he took over. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. The scripture calls him that he is the God of the earth. Wow, the God of the cosmos, in whom the God of this world—I beg your pardon, not not earth, of the world—has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel. Satan has become the God of this world. He controls the systems. Amen. The earth has been recreated, but within the earth is the world. And he controls the world. John 13, the verse number 31. Let's look at that. No, let's look at John 12, verse 30 to 36. John 12, 30 to 36. So Satan now took over the earth that Adam was supposed to be king over. 
And then because of that, the heaven and the earth, the earth has its atmosphere as the first atmospheric realm. He took over the heavens and then took over the second heaven where he established his domain. So Ephesians 6, 12 tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual weakness, powers in the heavenly. Amen. So this is how he went back into becoming a God in the heavenly. Adam gave him that authority. Adam gave him that authority. Before Adam fell, Adam was higher than any angelic being. The reason is that Adam was created in the image of God and after God's what? Likeness. So what made man to become a little lower than angels? Death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. Is death. I'll come back to John 12, verse 30 in a moment. I'm just looking at time. I'm trying to just squeeze everything in quickly. Um, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why was he made a little lower than the angels? Why was Jesus made a little lower than the angels? Jesus, I was supposed to be God, because he's now man. Why was he made a little lower than the For the suffering of death. So death, as a result of the fall, was the reason why... Adam and man became a little lower than the angels. Before then, in hierarchy, man ranked higher than angels because we were made in the likeness and the form of God. So in the resurrection, when Jesus resurrected, he resurrected as a man in God so that men can also be in God. So there is God there's a man in God today, as we speak, made a little lower than the, the, the what than angels for the suffering of death, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's why before then, the angels were wondering, they said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that thou visiteth him? Because Elohim was visiting him. Where was he visiting him? In the garden. What is man? They were wondering who he was. But Adam has already seen that man was God's next plan. He has removed him. If he created a new earth and has put the man there, then the man has overthrown him. And he has given, he had the man. He had God telling the man, you have to have dominion over the earth and over the earth. Forces of the earth, earth and the heaven, and over every bed and over, over the sea, where he used to be before. He said, ah, we need to in, engage another plan. And they engaged the second plan. And then he became the God of this world. John 12, 30 um, to 36. Now listen to this. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Why? 31, please. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. So Satan was called the prince of this world. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, would draw all men unto me. Praise God. And 33, and he said, signifying what death he should die. Then also, if we look at uh, um, John 14, 30. Let's look at that one as well. John 40, 30. Praise the Lord. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, 
for the prince of this world cometh. So Jesus has always been calling him the prince of this world. If he was not, Jesus will not call him the prince of this world. And has nothing in me. Praise God. So man has now fallen. He has now become a slave to Satan and his sins and, and, and sin. And he has been banished from the presence of God. God made a pronouncement and God said in that pronouncement in the verse number 14 of Genesis 3, see what God wanted to do. And then I will stop at the other group of fallen angels and then we will go on from there next time when we meet. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. So the serpent was not a crawling beast. He used to be a cattle. For those that, um, that have killed a snake before, it, it said that you, you would be able to see the places where it used to have legs, that it was potentially supposed to have legs. If you kill and divide into two, you see where it was supposed to have had uh, his feet that were crippled, brought, brought low, so that the sun from the ground will burn his tummy. That's why... You won't find snakes in, 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 in Europe that much. You find them in Africa so that the sun will bend their tummy properly. So punishment for them for being used. <laughs> the, one is, the ones in Europe, I think, will find them in winter. The snow will, will freeze their tummy properly so that there is their punishment. They need to have punishment. <laughs> Curse above all cattle, above every beast of the field. It's just a joke, please. Upon thy belly shall thou go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. 15th, and I will put enmity, take note of this, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Women don't produce seed. Women have eggs. So the seed of the woman is talking about the, pro the product of the woman, but the seed will actually come from God. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This was a prophetic statement for Satan. He knew that if he is going to continue to maintain his authority on the earth, he has to contaminate the seed of the woman. And so he went after the woman. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, giants in the land, invasion. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, that is beautiful, and they took them wives of all which they chose. So Satan now decided to visit heaven again. And he went to lie to, the guy is a master deceiver. Don't think that Satan can ever lie to you. If he, after the fall, he still managed to get some other angels to come down to leave their estate, to leave where they used to be, to leave their office in the heavenly, where they were guarding, to come down. And this time around, he says, look, I want you to invade the earth with strange ideas. Teach them magics. Teach them all the things that they need to know, you know. And let's, let's, the seed of the woman needs to be stopped. And the Lord God and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. Ah. There were giants 
in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. These are not ordinary men. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Six. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and he grieved him at his heart. And guess what God wanted to do now? God wants to destroy man. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created. Not the earth now. Before he destroyed the earth because of Satan. Now he will destroy man that he has created from the face of the earth. But which man? Man. Both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. Now if you read on. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So there was a a seed, a remnant that was kept separate. That was Noah. Now, who are these sons of men? These were another class of angels. And what they did was more atrocious than what, so to see, Satan would have done. That they came in. It was forbidden for angels to sleep with men. These angels turned themselves into human beings and slept with men. And polluted the seed of the woman. That was his idea. If God has said that the seed of the woman is through which I will be defeated, I must go after the seed of the woman. And he went after the seed of the woman. To, pop, to destroy the seed of the woman. So he used angels, turned them into human beings, let them start sleeping with women, and then producing strange beings. They were giants. Now somebody will ask the question, so who did he destroy? God was not planning to destroy all of humanity. Of course, the Bible says, Noah found favor in his sight. God wanted to destroy all the people that have been polluted. And in fact, almost everybody was polluted, except for Noah. Everybody in that time was polluted. Because these animals, these human beings they created started sleeping. Angels started sleeping with um, human beings. They were producing human beings. They were eating themselves. Aside eating themselves, they started sleeping with animals. They started sleeping with all kinds of things. So the beasts were were, were destroyed. Sleeping with birds, sleeping with cows, sleeping with... Because they were just evil like that. Let's just... let's, Let's bring... Because what they knew was that while they have left their former estate and they have come down, what they knew they were coming to do was going to affect all of humanity. And they, would, they knew they would definitely be punished. So they raged the highest form of havoc that they can rage. The highest form of imbecility. The highest form of foolishness and, and nonsensical means. They can, anything they can deploy. Magics were introduced. Palm readings were introduced. All kinds of demonic sciences were introduced to the earth realm. So that men will become defiled. So that God will be angered. And God says, I will destroy this man that I've created. But it's not all of creation he was going to destroy. He was just going to destroy the people that were 
that have been affected. Most of them were destroyed in the flood, but some were still still survived. How they survived after the flood? Because after the flood, we still heard of giants in, in, in the land of uh, Goliath and his, his brethren. I shall talk about that maybe another day. But Jude chapter 6, verse 7. Let's see what God did to this fallen angel. So this is another class of fallen angels. Jude, Jude 6 to 7. It's just one chapter. And angels that kept not their own principality, but left their proper habitation, he has kept in everlasting bonds under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, having in like manner with this, giving themselves over to fornication. This fornication here is not fornication as in man and woman. No. He's telling us the same thing that happened in Genesis chapter 6 is the same thing that is happening in Sodom. They wanted to sleep with angels. They've been sleeping with strange flesh and gone after strange flesh and are set forth as an example, suffering the punishment of eternal life. They went after strange flesh and the strange flesh here is talking about going after angelic flesh. They have tasted it is now sweet to them. Angel power. God punish the devil. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. For if God spared not angels when they sinned, so angels can sin, but cast them down to hell and committed them to pits of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. I thought I was able to read there. I was going to talk about the five regions of hell, but I won't be able to read there. It's almost 8 o'clock. We need to close. We are out of time. Um, so much to talk about, so little time. For if God spared not angels when they sinned, but cast them down to hell and committed them to pits of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah with seven others, a preacher of righteousness, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. Uh, we'll stop. We'll stop there. Um, I'll take one other last scripture. Then we'll stop. Um, first, um, Luke eight thirty one. Luke eight thirty one. So, where do demons live? Where do they dwell? Demons dwell in a place called the pit, and they besotting him that he will not command them to go out into the deep. The deep means the pit. Okay, can you give me this in Amplified, please? And they begged Jesus not to command them, talking about the, the demons that were in the madman of Gadara, not to command them not to depart into the abyss. Abyss is what is called the bottomless pit. There are five regions of hell. Hell itself is, 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 is a word used. It's called shoel. Is the underworld. Then we have what we call paradise. Paradise also used to be part of hell. But after the people were taken out of hell, um, paradise became expanded. So the scripture says hell is expanded, which means paradise became joined with hell. We have what we call Tartarus. Tartarus is what we find the scripture, the verse that is used in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Then we have the pits. Okay, the pits. Revelation 9, 1 to 3 talks about the bottomless pit. Then we have Gehina. Gehina is the lake of fire, which is the final place of the Antichrist and also 
Satan himself and his angels and every man that will not give themselves to Christ, the Bible says that death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. That's their final habitation. So hell is not just one region. Hell is made up of five different regions as the scripture has taught. Now, where do demons dwell? Demons don't live in the heavens. They live in hell. They live in what we call the bottomless pit. So how then do they come to the earth? They are summoned. People summon them. People call them. Now, you can summon the demon of fear through your fear. And then he will come and then start influencing you, looking for an opening to enter into your life. And then will start affecting your mind, start influencing your mind, and start influencing your mind. And before you know it, You'll be, you, you'll, be, you'll be caught up in fear. You can summon demons. People use magic books and they call demons, demon of death, to come and come and kill somebody. They don't come and kill somebody and go away. As they come, they stay in the place. They summon magic power. So those of you that like going to palm readers, oh, it's, it's just not normal science. I want to just go and see. You are calling a demon. And when you summon them from the bottomless pit, there are incantations that you speak to summon them to come forth. This is how curses come upon families and, and, and death come upon families. They are summoned. You can summon the demon of sickness. I told you on Sunday how people can call, can use effigies and summon and then put pins into that effigy. They don't just put pins. They summon demons. Demon spirits from the abyss, from the pit, to come out and then enter and produce cancers. They, when they come and they, they enter into a body and they destroy that body with cancer, they don't leave. They look for another body to enter. So that's why they keep entering different bodies. So there, a lot of them have been summoned and they are on earth and they are creating havoc. There are openings for demonic spirits. There are demons of infirmity that bring pain. There are demons of of, of uncleanliness that bring, um, later on we'll look at that maybe next week, we'll look at the demons and their, their characteristics. They explain what they do. Demons of infirmity, they can cause bone degeneration, they can cause some strange sicknesses. Demons of infirmity can cause cancers and all that. All these are summoned. You summon them into the earth realm. And when they are summoned, they come in and they take legal right. The only way you can defeat demoniacal forces is in the name of Jesus. Mark 16 tells us, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they cast out devils. Devils are supposed to be cast out or demons, you cast them out. You don't pet them. You don't say, oh, it's my condition. You know, the doctor says, it's my, this is my condition. And the condition, we don't, no, no medicine will cure that condition. You cast it out. You cast it out. Demons of madness. No, you see, new creation tells us, oh, once you are saved, you are forever saved. No, no, don't be deceived though. You can be saved and demons can harass you to die before your time. Doctors of mental institutions will tell you that there are certain times that those in the mental institution become more agitated than any other time. They said at certain times when the moon is aligned to a particular angle or at certain seasons of the moon, that's why they call madness moonstruck. These are demons, fallen angels that are in the heavens 
There are what some of Satan's fallen angels stationed there that would, if you summon them, they can call the moon to strike a person and the person will go mad. When you call demons to come and make a person mad, the demons that make a person mad, they use the elements and the power of the moon. So all these things are very, very, are things we need to take, 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 take notice of. And if you're a believer, you need to be careful and you need to fortify yourself with knowledge. And we are not teaching these things so that you'll be afraid. We are teaching you these things so that you know who you are in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the scripture tells us that he has given us power and authority over devils and every principality and every power. How you use it, I will show you that next week. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit. They say, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are. Just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, oh God, that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration through the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ father i receive into my spirit a new spirit i am a new creation from today i refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil i receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore i take dominion Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Father, I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation, to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy 